Hi, this is John Ratzenberger. That's right, the same John Ratzenberger that played the part of the very handsome mailman on the TV show Cheers. Now, it's a little-known fact that, in my heart, I'm just a country boy. Welcome to the NutriBlends Animal Ag Podcast, where we tell the truth about American agriculture. On this podcast, false rumors are run out of town. Misleading marketing gets called out for what it is, and you better have good science to back up your claims or you're getting a boot. Do you hear me? I'm John Ratzenberger, coming to you from Nashville, Tennessee. BRD continues to be one of the biggest disease challenges raising beef and dairy cattle. In most cases, vaccines and antibiotics are used to prevent and treat the disease, but new approaches are being introduced, including prebiotics. Research in this area is showing promise and looks to be part of the overall solution. Dr. Joel Pankowski received both his BS and MS degrees from The Ohio State University and then went on to earn his Ph.D. in dairy management His areas of expertise are reproductive management and health, quantitative dairy herd data analysis, and transition cow management and nutrition. Welcome aboard, Doctor. Appreciate it. Pleasure to be here, John. Dr. Pankowski, what's the biggest health challenge to producers in their mission to raise healthier beef animals? Well, John, the biggest challenge that we see uh, on the beef side of the business uh, relative to raising healthier animals is bovine respiratory disease, more commonly referred to as BRD. It's the most prevalent disease in the stalker and feedlot cattle uh, side of the beef business, and it accounts for up to 80% of feedlot morbidity. No kidding. And and, and, uh, these these beef animals don't smoke, so... That's right. Why, why would they be that's, getting respiratory? That's exactly what right. Put them on a treadmill. When are the animals most susceptible to the BRD? Well, the receiving period is the most stressful time of the animal's life, uh, putting them in a, at an increased risk for disease and mortality and obviously performance losses. Uh, the receiving diet is very crucial to maintaining health uh, during this time of high stress. We can add nutritional insurance to the receiving diets in the form of highly refined functional carbohydrates, more commonly called RFCs. Helping prepare this immune system ahead of time uh, to face the challenge so that the animals can more quickly respond and reduce the metabolic effects of shipping stress associated with increased BRD. What are RFCs? Well, RFCs are are prebiotic in nature. So in other words, they're composed of bioactive man and oligosaccharides, more commonly called moss. Uh, They also contain beta-glucans, yeast culture, and mannose. RFCs support optimal digestion and absorption of nutrients by strengthening the intestinal cell lining and supporting immune function. RFCs also help the animals cope with their environmental challenges by trapping those pathogens and preventing the attachment of these parasites to the the gut wall. Is there peer-reviewed research documenting the beneficial effects of RFCs in beef-receiving diets? 
Absolutely, John. I'm going to highlight three in particular that are that would illustrate the benefits of RFCs in these receiving diets. So there has been a recent research trial that evaluates the effect of RFCs on two truckloads of beef heifers that were fed receiving diets. So the first group was fed a control diet, and the other group was fed a control diet plus the RFC intervention. RFC heifers uh, received greater average daily gains, and they had 61% fewer cases of BRD. It is significant. Another trial uh, evaluated the effects of RFCs on performance, stress response, and immune function of these heifers when they were fed immediately after weaning, but before they were transported. Their body weight gain increased and their feed efficiency improved in the groups fed RFCs. Serum cortisol concentration, which is used as an indicator of stress, was lower in heifers fed RFCs both before and after they were transported. Is there any indication of, does the mode of transport make any difference, whether it's trains or trucks? I don't know. The we use, they predominantly use trucks, so that's what we used in the study. And the length, and the length of time they're in the truck? Well, yeah, the length of time will make it worse. Yeah, the longer the trip, the sure. more stress. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, this, and I didn't get into detail with this particular study. They had them on a road. Basically, they put them on a truck, and they drove them around for four hours and brought them right back to the same farm to mimic going from one site to the other. Right. It's pretty wild. I would think that when they return to the same farm, the cows would smell and say, oh, good, we're home. Relax. Well, maybe, but I, it, it, there's just there, so much <laughs> excitement and changes in hormones when they get on that truck. Right, right. You know, it, it's just a free-for-all. So, yeah, it, it, it really it, it creates an environment where different hormone levels, stress factors increase, and it just makes them really susceptible to getting sick. So if it's kind of like uh, kindergartners, you know, most states have a rule you can only have 20 in a class. You throw 22 in there, one of them gets sick, the whole class right. is sick. And it happens it, it, it's, it happens a lot in beef. Ellen's talk earlier in swine, uh, when they're, it, it, it'll, it'll affect them quicker. Poultry's even worse. One sick bird oh, no and the whole, barn, the whole barn will go. Yeah. Okay, and then probably all because of stress. Yeah, Absolutely. A lot of the diseases are stress related, even in humans. I mean, yeah, that's what I keep going back to. Yeah, uh, you know, different people I know are you know, either you know cancer or something going on, MS, and yeah, they've actually got research on cancer to show it's it's linked back to stress because your body produces abnormal cells every day and it's able to take care of them before they get to the point where they're cancer. But if you're diverting energy to do something else, you know. Doesn't, may, oh. doesn't be able to, you know, I can't do it. Right, right. That makes sense. I'll, um, I'll, I'll tell the people this afternoon. So I, I interrupted you there because you were talking about RFCs both before and after transport. Uh, yep. RFCs also reduce clostridial perfringence, salmonella, and total E. coli in heifers one day after transport compared to the controls. So the final study I wanted to highlight involved the productivity and health of weaned steers assigned to one of three groups. We had a control group, we had RFCs that were fed during the preconditioning period, and then we also had a third group of RFCs that were fed only during the receiving period. The steers that were fed the RFCs during the preconditioned period saw fewer cases of BRD. 
Both groups that were fed RFCs tended to have greater average daily gain over the control group. RFCs help animals cope with their environmental challenges by trapping gut pathogens, improving the population of good bacteria in the gut, and modulating the inflammatory and anti-inflammatory responses of the immune system. Vaccines, antibiotics, and good livestock husbandry can all help to minimize the effects of BRD. New products like RFCs are showing great promise to be included in the overall program to fight this costly disease. Well, thank you. Thank you, Dr. Joel. And we'd all like to thank Dr. Pankowski from Arm & Hammer for joining us today. And I encourage our listeners to tune in next week to see what's on tap in animal agriculture. <laughs>